0: seconds, Tires to
1: three. Oh, is tied. He's tied up. To go to the round of 32, Villanova waits, Lacey gives it to Anya, clock goes to two, Anya little turn around, and it goes! Oh! B.J. Anya! Three seconds to go, takes it all the way, oh! That's gonna count! Yes, it will! He high dribble, takes to the rim, goes glass and Iowa State on
0: top! He beat Princeton at the gun. Here he shoots. Yes! With five seconds! Ohio State racing up the court.
2: Their season on the line. Buford for the run. No! Kentucky plays off the monster upside. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh
0: team they were 20 they were 22 and
1: 0 at one point in the year listen uh the thing with March Madness is the second you start playing the game you know what I mean once you start playing your first game all records go out the window you know what I mean
0: oh yeah oh yeah no like, question all
1: records and everything like that goes out the window seating it all okay. goes out the window it's it's who wants it more it's
0: 40 minutes 40 minutes of hell
1: exactly that's 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 what I love the, the only game oh, that beautiful best
0: time of the year sir
1: Oh, 100 percent. The only game that I'm not really excited for is that North Texas and Purdue game. You don't like uh, that one? I I don't know, and and then the Texas Tech Utah State. You know, those yeah. those are the only two yeah. games I really don't like. Other than that, man, dude, I'm loving that LSU St Bonaventure. Uh, That'll be bro. a good one. That'll be a good one. That's sure. a good eight and nine matchup to open up the to open up the day. Uh, yeah, then, I like that one. Yo, Patino's coaching against Patino Olsen. Slick Rick. Slick Rick, Dude, his son Lake just got Rick. hired in New Mexico State, eh?
0: Yeah, yeah, he was at Minnesota and they kicked him out. So
1: they kicked him out real quick.
0: No, real quick. Yeah, he only got like two years at Minnesota,
1: which is weird because you would think a guy like Rick Pitino would would get more love and more appreciation, you know? Yeah, you would. You would think the the level of of experience that through his dad he's been able to gain, right? Mm-hmm. That you know, obviously, his dad did some some um, some questionable stuff, you know, which I'm sure. There's more questionable stuff that has been done, you know, in terms of recruiting, anything like that. But he just got caught for it. But I think even though you still have to respect the fact that Patino's a hell of a coach, both of them are.
0: I mean, one of the best coaches of all time. And I'm excited to see where he goes next because he's, that man is not retiring at Iona. (laughs) That's for sure.
1: No, I I
0: think he's heading for a big job.
1: I mean, who's in the market for a new coach right now? That's the real thing.
0: I like him for the Boston college job. I'm not. I, they might have honestly just hired someone, though, so I'm not sure if that job's even still open, but the thing, I like him the for thing, one of those kind of uh, up-and-coming program in a like, big conference, but not necessarily like a powerhouse, kind of like BC.
1: Like a mid-major, you know what I mean? Something around that level. Yeah, yeah. Man, the thing with the the thing with the Patino thing, it's just that, like, when you, when you look at the way college basketball has kind of evolved, right? You know, you look at, you know, a bunch of these little, like, small schools like Iona's getting a, a bid this year, um drake is getting in you know mount st mary's is a chance to get in you know texas actually no sorry texas southern won tonight. southern took them down yeah yeah even a team and, like
0: loyola like loyola chicago
1: yeah exactly see you got all these schools that have kind of found their niche right have yeah. kind of found what they're good at you know whether it be high tempo basketball or you know defense and they just kind of stuck with it and that's how they recruit mm-hmm. and then the coaching staff is kind of these guys that like a aren't high level coach like they're not not high-level coaches, but you know guys that are able to manage what they have. You know what I mean? They're not demanding too too much. So I think a guy like Patino, his son, I think going to New Mexico for him is a hell of a is a hell of a teaching experience because you're not gonna have five-star recruits coming in.
0: That's you're a great opportunity, of- right? Like with him in Minnesota in a in, a, in the Big Ten, right? Throwing right into the fire might have been a little bit too big for him at the time, but. Down in New Mexico, kind of a mid major, like you're saying, is that's a good good opportunity for
1: him. 100. Jay Merchantson has just now joined us, fresh out of class. Jay, uh,
2: yes, sir. Happy St. Patty's Day, of,
1: boys. One half of pure finesse, one half of pure finesse, Mr. Jay Merchantson. Um, I don't know if Liam and Jay have ever met or have ever connected, but in my opinion, two of the most intellectual men when it comes to the sport of basketball and, and being able to, you know. Have a solid conversation, understand one another. Liam, I met first first year, kind of a solid dude, you know. Met him in the SPEMA chat, unreal energy when I talked to him. Jay, the guy that I love beating up in FIFA, so I had to uh, welcome back. That not, me, not
2: me, not me,
1: not uh, me. It was definitely you, uh, you're, hiding, you're hiding behind the curtain, eh? Apparently. Apparently. Well, let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Today marks the two-year mark as uh, March Madness was suspended uh, a year ago due to uh, coronavirus. So it's always been two years since we had a March Madness tournament. And we are joined by Liam Nielsen and Mr. Jay Merchinson. And we'll be look- taking a look at the bracket. You know, obviously a great year uh, for college basketball. Everything, you know, was a bit different. You know, not a lot of, f- no, little to no fans. Um, a lot of teams still, you know, hang- hanging up to their big names. Gonzaga, one of them. You know, Baylor found its stride. Uh, North Carolina lost a bit of its stride um, but other than that I'm excited for tomorrow's games you know great lineup um, the, the the midday games look great you know the afternoon games we got old Robertson Ohio State uh, going at it you know to kick off the afternoon we got Georgia Tech in uh, Loyola Chicago um, we got sis- sister Jean makes her return I'm excited Jean about Jean. back at I'm it. sure you are buddy I'm excited you know shes you got to respect the respect is due, you know? She's, she's motivating the boys to get a dub. Dude, if no, she's, she's already – on Instagram and Snapchat, he'll be all over it, Matea, so let's relax. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Jean already say.
0: working the magic, too. She's got uh, the ACC Player of the Year, Moses Wright, for Georgia Tech, got ruled out of that game for COVID. So that's some uh, <laughs> some Sister Jean uh, chicanery some in the voodoo, works
1: there. Some voodoo, some voodoo, apparently. Um, boys, let's, let's dive right into it. Um, I kind of want to start in the West, work my way down to the East, yep, um, and then go south to Midwest. And you guys want to go west to south and east to Midwest? Yeah, that's good with me. Good with me. All right, so um, yeah, the first matchup we're detailing here is uh, Gonzaga, and then the winner of Norfolk and Appalachian State. Um, I'm gonna let. Mr. J Merchinson kick off this one just because I know he's a big homer and I know he's going to take the. Zags you know, when, to you say, when you say when
2: you say homer, buddy, you're not talking about the Buckeyes right now. I'm not. No, no, but I I know
1: you like to pick favorites, and I know you're gonna, you're one of those guys that likes to ride Gonzaga. You know,
2: no, I, I've never been that guy to ride Gonzaga. I have, I think too many people overhype Gonzaga just because you know they are a good team. They're 26 and 0 undefeated, right? But they're in the West Coast Conference. I mean, if they were in the Pac-12, maybe I would give some more respect to them. But they have the proven track record
1: that they can't do it in March Madness. And mm. I'm I'm glad you say that because people ask me, "Yo, are you gonna take Gonzaga?" I said, "Hell no, <laughs> Gonzaga is one of those teams I'll, I'll never I'll never bet it I'll never bet for because I've seen I've I've heard the hype, you know what I mean? Remember when they had Adam Morrison on the team? They went on that run, you know, God knows how many games, and they choked it in the final, and then they went on another run, choked it again. So, I Gonzaga is cool and all at twenty six and zero, but I, I I don't see them making it past the Sweet Sixteen. Wow, <laughs> wow.
0: Sweet Sixteen, and, um, eh?
1: And I'm, and I'm sorry to break any Gonzaga fans' hearts, but you can you can have a guy like Corey Kirsper average 19.2 points per game and Jalen Suggs averaging close to 14 and 5. But listen, the second you start playing some dog teams, like Oklahoma, right, once you get into the next round and you, you look at possibly a matchup with, you know, Virginia, um, man, those teams are going to wear you. Those teams are going to wear you down. I think Gonzaga's soft interior-wise, um, you know, Obviously, twenty six and zero. You're gonna people are gonna sit here and tell me, well, you know, they've they've won every single game. That's great, but they played a bunch of bums, mm-hmm. you know. Like there, it looks good on paper, but Gonzaga has a track record of failing when it comes to the big moment.
0: I'm gonna jump so that, in here. I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate to you guys because I have Gonzaga going all the way. I have uh, one wow. of the this is the best team in wow. the country, and it's not even close. They're 26-0. Okay. I get all the concerns. They've maybe choked it in the past. Adam Morrison, that was 15 years ago, right? This Gonzaga, this, this new look with Mark Few, this is a team that went to the uh, all the way to the finals a few years back against North Carolina. Came up just short because of a BS foul call on Zach Collins in the final. But not only is this team 26-0, and 0, but they've won every single game by 10 points except for one. And the one game was against West Virginia. Very good team. Uh, in that game, Jalen Suggs had a big injury. He was taken out for most of the first half. So you kind of put an asterisk on that one. They played a loaded non-conference schedule. They beat Kansas. They beat Iowa. They beat West Virginia. They've beaten all these good teams. And I get your point about the West Coast Conference not necessarily being up there with the likes of the Big Ten and the Big 12, ACC, things like that. But they're no slouch. Look, they had to play BYU three times this year. That's a really good team. They're 20-6. and BYU had them on the ropes. They were down by 12 points. In the, West, in the uh, WCC Finals, Gonzaga comes back all the way to win by 10. This is a team that has proven that they have adversity. They have one of the best point guards in the country in Jalen Suggs. Corey Kispert and Drew Timmy are future NBA players. Joel Ayayi, kind of a do-it-all guy. And shout-out Andrew Nemhardt as well. Genzaga is my favorite, and I don't see anyone even touching them.
1: Wow. Now, I got I to gotta ask you, Liam right when when you think about you know you talk about the injury to Jalen Suggs you know very very minuscule very minimal right yeah, it was a quick thing and you see how the 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 team kind of progressed right is there any point do you think that potentially that if they do get down say say hypothetically speaking right you know second quarter starts you know they're they're down 6 mm-hmm. with about 6 minutes to go right which is typical usually 16 seeds are able to you know uh get a couple possessions here and there. Do you think, um, excuse me, if Gonzaga does get down more than six points, you could see them crumble.
0: I don't think so. I really don't. I I think the key thing that we have to remember is when these high seeds get upset a lot, it's usually because they're high-powered offenses and they rely on shooting a lot. Gonzaga's not really yes. like that. Yes, they have really great shooters. Corey Kispert, uh, obviously being the best one of those, but. They're, they shoot only like 32% from the, th- the three-point line. They do a lot of it inside with Drew Timmy inside out game. Um, so I don't necessarily see them being uh, in that sort of mold as like a big high seed that can just get upset because they don't hit threes. I think they can win inside and out. I think they can do it multiple ways. If there's one question, one nit to pick with them, it is their depth. Um, I do think if one of those, Top five guys gets injured, they're kind of in trouble. They basically only play seven, sometimes eight guys. Um, so that's a, yes, pass a very tight be, rotation. but
1: very tight rotation. Yeah, man. but that that was that's like my only thing. It's just like I've seen Gonzaga, right? We've all seen how good Gonzaga can be, but I've also seen how sometimes you know they they start to you know lose it down the stretch, and that's that's the only reason why I don't see them making it past the Sweet Sixteen. I, I honestly like. I I think they're gonna make a good run. I think obviously the potential is through the roof for them. I think anybody who takes them to go all the way is is not off at all. But for me, I just can't buy into the the Gonzaga of new because I've seen the Gonzaga of old. If that makes sense. Unlike yeah, the sure. host,
2: unlike the host here, I actually do have some respect for the number one team in the country. here. So <laughs> I mean, they are going to the fi- I, they are going to go to the final four. We're going to the final four.
0: No question. The only team that can challenge them in that region is Iowa,
2: in my opinion. Exactly, right? It's either Gonzaga or
1: Iowa or USC, the other half of the bracket. So, um, you know, keeping it moving forward now, we got uh, the number eight and number nine matchup here. We got Oklahoma, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Um, Jay, I'm going to let you go with this one right, uh, real quick.
2: Okay, but yeah, Oklahoma 15 and 10, 7th in the Big 12 and they're going against 9 seed Missouri, right? 16 and 9, better record than Oklahoma. Which is a different conference, 7th in the Southeast Conference as well, but Austin Reeves from Oklahoma was leading the team in points, rebounds and assists. Nice. And Drew Smith from Missouri is leading the team in points, assists and steals. So there's really one guy on each team that can do it all for them, right? So I think it's a really it's a coin flip between 8 and 9 seeds. This is, this is the best round is the first round and it's 8 and 9 seed games in mm-hmm. my opinion.
0: No question.
1: No, I'm I'm 100 with you. I think this is one of the better eight nine matchups. Um, my only thing is is with them only being essentially a point off of each other in terms of win loss record, like sixteen and nine could easily be fifteen and ten for Missouri. Um, my only thing with that is when you have one uh, guys that can do it all, right? One on, one on one guys that can do it all how important is it tomorrow that Oklahoma kind of utilizes that bench a bit? Right. Because realistically, when it comes down to tournament time, you're running a strict seven to eight man rotation. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but most championship teams have eight guys that play consistently every single night in the tournament, right? In the season, it's different, right? You start beating up on teams, you know, you let your, your bench come in. Um, But, I think for an 8-9 matchup, you might be looking at, you know, the 9-10 guys in your rotation to kind of take you home. I could be wrong. Obviously, each coaching staff is different. But Oklahoma-Missouri tomorrow, I think it's about how deep is your roster, right? Because if we get into a game where it's going to overtime, right, You, I think tomorrow Oklahoma-Missouri goes to overtime, in my opinion. It wouldn't surprise me because of how well-balanced the teams are and I think that any eight-night matchup like this is poised to, you know, either A and in controversy or B go to overtime. One of two ways. Is the only way tomorrow's game is gonna go. And I think once you hit overtime, you start looking down your bench and you know who can step up. So I, I think tomorrow's about deeper bench rotation. We can sit here and say that, you know, Drew Smith on Missouri averaged fourteen and fourteen uh, three and three. You know, Xavier Pinson averages 14, two and two. Right. And then Austin Reeves, 17 and five. Uh, Davian uh, Heron, I was just almost close to 13 a night. But because they're so well balanced, I don't, I don't see this game ending in regulation. I think this is an overtime game. And I think you're looking at, you know, maybe 9, 10 in the rotation to see who takes you home. That's just me personally. I don't, I don't know if anybody wants to, you know, uh, or disagree or agree with me, but that's just the way I see it for tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I think this one could go either way. I mean, as always, with an eight-nine, the the one big note is that Elijah Harmon, the uh, Oklahoma's second-leading scorer, is rolled out for this game. He got injured, so that might be a big loss. Uh, in general, I just give a slight edge to Oklahoma. I like their uh, their veterans, Brady Manick, the senior on the team, uh, and I like Lon Kruger's experience over Quanzo Martin's as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Like, it's it's weird to say, but I think that ain't this eight night matchup might be one of the games of the tournament. If it plays out well, right. If both teams fire, I think we'd have ourselves a dog and fight. Um, kind of moving forward here. We got Creighton, uh, and then we got UCSB tomorrow, um, Creighton 20 and eight, uh, UCSB, t- uh, number 12 of the country, 22 and four. I think Marcus, uh, Zegaworski is going to have a field day. um, this guy's an absolute machine. Um, I think all Creighton players are shooting legends. Dougie Nick Buckets Dougie. You, you look at Kyle Kyle Corver as well, man. I think I think Marcus has an absolute field day. I think he is 35 on 7 of 13 threes.
2: <laughs> I love how you're so precise, I, I, man.
1: <laughs> listen, listen. I've seen that kid shoot. The beast. I I I that guy's a laser, man. That guy's that guy's an absolute laser. He's that five milliwatt laser you put on your on uh, your MP5 in uh, Modern Warfare, and that kid just beams. That kid doesn't miss. There you go, Denzel Mahoney, twelve and he averages twelve and four. I think Crayton's got was got this one in the bag. Um, I'm taking Kraden here. Obviously, with a team like uh, a small team like USC USCSB, you know they're gonna have a lot to play for. Um, but I'm I'm taking I'm taking Krayton tomorrow.
2: I'm Thanks. sticking with you here, Mateus, buddy.
1: I'm, st- yeah, go Blue Jays. Uh, Leo, I, I know, I know you, you've, you're you big analytics guy. Is or anything. I'm, I'm missing you. I'm a, I'm
0: a big, uh, I'm a big Creighton guy, too. I think Ziggorowski's awesome. Mitch Ballack is one of my favorite players in the country to watch shoot. He shoots everything like it's a last second heave, even when there's 20 on the shot clock. It's crazy. Uh, the one thing I will point out, Santa, uh, UC Santa Barbara's, uh, they've won 18 of the last 19. Ja'Cory McLaughlin is their point guard that makes them go. And, uh, I wouldn't, mind taking them in an upset. But overall, I think I just give the edge to Creighton.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, keep it sliding here. This is an interesting matchup. Uh, we got number four, Virginia, against number 13, Ohio. Let's go. Mac
2: Conference, baby. Uh, Don't sleep we, on the Mac Conference.
1: The Mac Conference, I will say this. I went to go see Buffalo play go last Bulls. year. They played, uh, when they played Miami, Ohio for senior night. Unreal atmosphere. Unreal. And the basketball is good stuff. For a small conference like the MAC. it's good le- It's good level talent. Um, unfortunately, Virginia, Sam Hauser, another laser, 16 points per game, 6.7 rebounds. Jay Huff, 13 points per game and 7 rebounds per game. Interior-wise, those dudes are unstoppable. Um, I'm taking Virginia here. Although Ohio does have, you know, good scoring in James and Jason Preston and Dwight Wilson, I I don't, I don't see it. I don't I don't see it. I don't see Ohio beating uh, the Cavaliers. I just think defensively Virginia's too good. Um, you know, especially the way they they played down the stretch, I think Virginia's got an upper hand here. They're um, defending
2: champs technically.
1: You know, and all, and all technically uh, yes they are, but um, for the sake of it, I, I think Virginia's got. The, I think Virginia's got this one, um, unless anybody here has an upset. I'm, I'm rolling with the with the Cavaliers.
0: I think there's upset potential. I ultimately am rolling with the Cavs too. I uh, just think they're too experienced, too seasoned. Uh, similar to the Oklahoma thing. Uh, this is a popular upset pick though. Jason Preston hung 31 on Illinois earlier in the season, which is no slouch at all. He's probably going to be the best player on the court tomorrow or Saturday, whenever that game is played, but. Ultimately, I'm just taking Virginia.
2: Pretty yeah, simple. it hurts. You know, love the MAC conference. Love my Bobcats, but I'm not going against the Cavs.
1: Fair enough. Um, this matchup was just announced. Uh, USC and Drake. Uh, we just saw Drake play a nail-biter against Wichita State. Um, I hate I, – I. Jay knows this, and I told him to him a couple days ago when I saw him. I hate betting California teams so much. For whatever passion. reason. This, because the, every time I bet on them, they lose me money. But for I have to take USC against Drake. Um, I just think USC's too uh, too deep. Uh, you look at Evan Mobley and uh, Taj Eddy, just to name a few players. Right now, sixteen and eight, and then Taj Eddy's averaging close to fourteen a game. You can't really go against that. Um, I'm taking I'm taking USC to beat Drake. Um, shout out to guy uh, Okai. Oak high from Oakville, Ontario played at my high school. Not a big deal. Same <laughs> issues of Loyola yeah, secondary. Yeah. Good, good to see a good Canadian kid at the oh. tournament. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, if it's a close game, you know, Oak high can put on for Oakville and Loyola, a and I'm sure shot, me and you but, uh, and are going
2: to be hearing about it for the next month and a half. About month and Oak. a half, Let's try a year and uh, a half. I, I,
1: I gotta yeah. let you guys. I gotta let you guys know about it. I got humble you guys know Mateus.
2: Never <laughs> heard of him?
0: <laughs> ever so humble.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I like, I like to show, I like to show love. You know what I mean? You gotta be a, like Drake. Drake shows love to Toronto. I gotta show love of to of course, Oak, so. of course. You gotta, you know what I mean? Um, I got USC. Um, as much as I hate doing it to them, uh, fight on Trojans. Um, that's what I'm going with. And then yeah, yeah USC uh, as well. Yeah, uh, there's no uh, argument. if you're looking
0: for the for the big NBA prospect to uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I okay. got you to um, I'm going to let Liam take this one, Kansas and Eastern Washington. Uh, just kind of give, uh, give me a rundown of what you're thinking.
0: Yeah, I like Kansas in this one. Kansas is a team similar to Virginia. They're kind of tough to predict here just because of the COVID pause. They're going to get David McCormick back, which is huge for them. But it's really a question. Like, they're kind of iced right now. They didn't get to play at all in the Big 12 tournament. So it's kind of a question of what state that team is in. Um, To be honest, I don't know much about Eastern Washington, but uh, I'm taking Kansas with the asterisk that they could just get screwed over because they've been on pause for, like, two and a half weeks.
1: Fair
2: enough. I got Kansas. Yeah, me me too, man. Bill Self, 22 straight March Madness appearances.
1: Look at that. That's a stat line for you right there. Mm -hmm. Um, The next one we got here is Oregon and VCU. Um, Jay, I know you're a big Pac-12 guy, so I'm going to give you this one. <laughs> yeah, eh?
2: yeah. Oregon, 26, first in the Pac-12 conference in the regular season. They're playing VCU, like you said, Matt's 19 and seven, finished second in the Atlantic 10 conference. My, man. Chris Duarte 16.7 points per game, 2.3 assists per game, 1.9 steals per game. You got it, bud. Montreal and just under a Shout block Montreal. leads the team in all those categories. But hey, you can't sleep on VCU with your boy. Sean Highland, 19.4 points per game and two steals per game. Boys, this guy is more electrifying than a hair dryer bathtub, man. I'm telling
1: you. I like that. I like that. Yeah, um VCU is just like one of those teams that's like they're consist they're consistently good, right? Like VCU is not a world beater team, but because they do recruit well and they do they do develop the play as well, they're always poised to make an upset. I've seen a couple guys take VCU. I'm one of them. Um, I'm I one thought- of them. I, I've seen a couple people take VCU, but uh, I'm going to stay in the Pac-12 here. I'm going to take Oregon. Uh, Leo? Let's go.
0: I got VCU. I'm with Jay. I, I didn't like how Oregon lost in the Pac-12 tournament. Just not liking the uh, overall vibes of that team right now.
1: I'm Fair VCU. enough. Um, So right now, this is how my bracket looks. I have Gonzaga uh, in the next round to play Oklahoma, then Creighton and Virginia, USC and Kansas, Oregon and Iowa. That is for me. Mr. J, what do you have in the second round of the West uh, of Conference? Yeah, West, we got Conference? the
2: Zags, and they're going to be up playing against the Creighton Blue Jays. And then it's USC against Iowa. And then the next round would be the Zags against the Hawkeyes. And then we'll leave the Final Four Picks later, I'm sure.
1: All right, Liam Nielsen, what do you have for the round of 32 for the West Conference?
0: Yeah, round of 32, I got Gonzaga, Oklahoma. Um, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on the UCSB upset, to be honest. I like that 18 and 19 wins. Uh, So I got UCSB and UVA, USC and Kansas, Oregon, Iowa. Uh, And then I'll send Gonzaga, uh, Virginia, USC, Iowa. And then I'll have Gonzaga and Iowa meeting up in the
1: Elite Eight. All right, would you look at that? Um, So for me, I have Gonzaga playing Oklahoma, Creighton and Virginia, USC, Kansas, Oregon, Iowa. Following that, I have Gonzaga and Creighton. Kansas and Oregon, then I have Gonzaga playing Kansas, and then I have Kansas. I have the Jayhawks heading...
0: What, hey, what happened to Gonzaga's not making it past the Sweet 16?
1: Well, oh, I had to give <laughs> you the benefit of the doubt, right? <laughs> I had to give you the... A... I'm glad I sold I you.
0: To... Sold you an extra yeah, round. There you
1: go. Uh, so I got. I do have... I know I'm very critical of Gonzaga, um, and I do love me some Creighton Blue Jay basketball. Like Liam said... Gonzaga is just twenty six and zero, right? You can't. They they have top level talent, but I do think they will get stumped by the Kansas Jayhawks.
2: Moving into the
1: Eastern Conference now, um, a matchup that was just announced: Michigan versus Texas Southern, one through a one and sixteen matchup. I have Michigan, even though I hate Read Michigan sports. To the tweet, I do have my Michigan. Friend. I do have Michigan sports. Um, haven't really watched a lot of Wolverine basketball this year. Um, just having, they don't, they don't have the same pizzazz, in my opinion, uh, as they did in the last couple of years, you know, uh, AKA Trey Burke, AKA Nick Stauskas, shout out to Saga. Uh, oh, wow. No, not Oakville. The only time
2: you're going to hear a Canadian being shallow at Matea show, that's not from Oakville.
1: Listen, Jay, you can't <laughs> possibly be giving me grief for this, but I will let it slide. Um, Hunter Dickinson, <laughs> absolute stud. 14.2 points, 7.6 rebounds. He looks like Jay out there. Um, Boardman gets know, paid, baby. Absolutely. There you go. Boardman gets paid. Uh, Liam Nielsen, I got to ask you this. Isaiah Livers, yeah. right, ruled out. Is that confirmed? Isaiah Livers is ruled out?
0: Yeah, he's not going to okay. play. Uh, he's not going to play this weekend. Okay.
1: Least. Now, because you did play in high school, right, and you understand the importance of depth um, and the importance of good coaching, right? We talk about Juwan Howard in this situation. Right, what are you kind of telling those guards that you know maybe haven't seen the floor all year? Right, you look at a guy like Jace Howard, Zeb Jackson, you know a guy like uh, Shondy Brown is gonna have to play big minutes tomorrow or uh, this weekend. So what, do, what are you kind of preaching towards these guys? Because Hunter Dickinson can score, right? F- Franz Wagner can score, but like uh, like we talked about before, rotations. Um, what's kind of your message right now? Like, what do you if you're if you're in Howard's shoes, right? You know you just wrapped up uh, Thursday night practice, right? Um, flight leaves tomorrow morning. What are you kind of preaching to these guys?
0: Yeah, like, uh, like you said, I mean, depth is going to be really important here for Michigan. Isaiah Livers is a huge loss. He's their second leading scorer and kind of their senior leader on the team as well. Uh, so there's some guys left to sort of fill in around him. Shawnee Brown is a guy I love, the Wake Forest transfer. He will play lockdown defense. He kind of reminds me of Muhammad Ali Abdur-Rahman for them a few years ago, uh, back in, I guess, the Michigan teams that you like a little bit more. Um, but their depth is pretty good. I like Brandon Johns Jr. coming off the bench for them. He only averages four points a game, but that man can just get to the free throw line relentlessly. He's a nice uh, swing, uh, swing guy off the bench for them. Austin Davis, the big off the bench. Uh, I like Michigan in this one. Don't overthink it. They're gonna, they're gonna beat the crap out of Texas. Southern. Fair
1: enough. Yeah, Mr. Junior, I watch a too. lot
2: of Big Ten basketball in my spare time, so I know a whole lot about the Michigan Wolverines. Like you said, there, Liam Isaiah Levers is a huge loss for Michigan. But they made it pretty good in the Big Ten title championship tournament without him. Just lost Ohio State. Not a big deal. But Hunter Dickinson is a freshman, and he's playing fantastic basketball. Can just punish you relentlessly in the paint. But, hey, you got the graduate senior, Mike Smith, 5'11 point guard, who runs the show there for Michigan right now. He's got command of the basketball for this team. And hey, like you said, that's gonna be really big, important, very, very important for this team. So you might see, uh, I, mean, I don't know, maybe if you see the TikTok star there, uh, Adrian Nunez making
1: some minutes for the Wolverines. Um, I, I I don't know about Adrian Nunez playing a whole lot, but uh, if if Michigan if Michigan does win, right, I, I don't want to see TikTok in <laughs> my timeline about this guy. You know, you know what I mean, like. Here's my issue, right? We talk about players using the creative platform, right? Which is cool, 100%. But, dude, that guy, I've never seen a guy get ripped on more in the comment bet, section man. than that guy does. And it's and it's borderline scary, the stuff that gets said to that guy. Um, I've got Michigan, unfortunately. Um, I hate Michigan just yeah. as much as Jay does. That team up north, you mean? Um, Yeah. yeah. Next matchup, I'm loving this. I'm loving this LSU St. Bonaventure. Listen, St. Bonaventure, by no means do they produce insane level NBA talent, but damn, do those guys play play well cohesively. I've never seen a team play more cohesive basketball. Like they're the epitome of how a team should play. Like if you want to take a style of basketball in which you know you want to replicate your high school team, whatever the case may be, watch St. Bonaventure play. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna rattle up some stats here. Kyle Lofton, 14.6 points per game. Jaron Holmes, 13.6. Jalen Attaway, 12.3. Dominic Welch, 11.7. Osun Osinye, 10.5. They have five players scoring 10 points or more. Only t- three other teams in this tournament, I believe, have that same stat line. And they don't recruit five level uh, five-star guys. So it goes to show that depth and cohesion like to go forward. Now I'm going to read you LSU stat line. Cameron Thomas, 22.6. Trenton Watford 16.7. Javante Smart, 15.9. Darius Days, 11.7. Four guys scoring 10 or more. The rest of their bench, 4.2, 3.9, 3.8, 3.4. You get the deal. LSU tomorrow better hope that St. Bonaventure lays down because if it comes to a crunch time where they're going to need points off the bench I think LSU might struggle and even though I picked LSU to beat St. Bonaventure it wouldn't surprise me if St. Bonaventure makes this game close and they go on to you know win it down a stretch with their depth I'm going to go with Liam I'm going to let Liam uh, take over on this one now we obviously know that, you know, LSU landed Sharif O'Neal through the transfers after he committed to UCLA and then there was issues with you know with eligibility and him going to Arizona, the whole ordeal. If you're Sharif O'Neal, right? And you have to play in tomorrow's game and you're averaging two point eight points per game and four point four rebounds, how important is it that you make chance of this opportunity? Because you I think he's lost a year already off his eligibility, if I'm not mistaken, because he already played. So he essentially has, I think, two years. Two years, I think, is the rule unless they changed it. But, Liam, Sharif O'Neal, is it a make-or-break day tomorrow or this weekend for him if he doesn't play well?
0: I don't know if it's a make-or-break day. I mean, this is a guy – really, just, he doesn't play much. He's only played 10 games all year. He's not in their rotation. Um so I, I do think he'll be back next year and hopefully will be a bigger core piece of their team. It's unfortunate what happened to him with the heart surgery and all that stuff. But uh, for Sharif, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's a make or break deal for him tomorrow. But you really did sell me on the thing. Who knew you were such a and big uh, St. Bonaventure and pick guy. Uh,
1: yeah, the He only, doesn't even pick him. The only reason I don't pick him is because of the way LSU runs their system. High tempo, you know, high offense, you know, like to score, like to do the whole thing. My only issue with St. Bonaventure is that in close game situations, right, when you're a small school, you know that the pressure the is a little bit tighter, right? Same, same thing with, um, you know, underdogs in boxing. You know, sometimes you're winning the whole fight, and then, you know, you get to the eighth and ninth round, and you start to crumble because it starts to get to your head. That's the only issue I see with St. Bonaventure. If those guys can go in there and play forty minutes of high-tempo basketball, cohesion, you know, pass and move, pass and move, I think LSU stands no chance once it comes down to the rotation.
0: That's yeah. This is the upset recipe I was talking about earlier, right? The sense that LSU is this very offensive team. They don't really get any stops. So if they have a cold shooting day, they're in trouble. So that, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. You could see a big, uh, not really a big upsie, it's just a 9-8, but just in terms of a mid-major taking down a powerhouse.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, to quote Coach O, I'm
2: going with the Tigers. Okay. Um Colorado, Georgetown. I'm going to go last. On this one that. I have a big pick
1: for you guys. Uh, Big take, eh? Jay and Liam, uh, gentlemen, uh, you know, give me a breakdown. Give me what you guys are seeing for this game.
2: Well, all right there, man. Yeah, you take we have the Big East champion, Georgetown Hoyas. Thank you very much. Patrick ooing knows how to get it done. You know, got the, the record isn't sexy, 13-12, 8th in the Big East. And they're going up against a 5th seed in Colorado, 22-8, 3rd in the Big 12, Pac-12. And they're led by McKinley right the fourth, 15.5 points per game, 5.6 assists, and 1.1 steal per game. So, I mean, playing in the Pac 12, Mateus thinks for some reason I'm a huge fan of the Pac 12. So, hey, they're in the Pac 12. But Georgetown, 13 and 12, not a whole lot of people were asleep. They were sleeping on Georgetown. And they won the Big East Championship over Creighton, over Villanova. So I think they owe a we owe all of them a depth of gratitude, and I am going with the Hoyas to get out of the first
1: round. Wow! There we go, baby. yeah, I got the
0: Hoyas too. I'm, I'm. It's, it's a dumb pick because I mean they rolling came in with the, the hot hands under 500 into the tournament. I'm rolling with the hot hands. Patrick Ewing, he's got the mojo going. He's got those boys playing well. Kudus Wahab, their center, he is unbelievable. He's a load to manage down there,
1: Georgetown as well. I'm going with the clean sweep here, baby. Go Hoyas. Right? You got yeah, nice. you got the legendary coach, Patrick Ewing, um behind the bench. Uh, we also we also mentioned I think Javon Javon Blair has a chance to be a standout for that man. 15.8 points per game, and he's shooting 84% from the free throw line and 35% from the free throw arc. This guy is a bucket machine. Might I add that Wahab, which Mr. Liam spoke about damn near a triple, damn near a double double, twelve and eight. Um, and even if we're looking a little bit deeper in the rotation, uh, Donald Carey, seven point six, three rebounds, one point seven assists, and a steal per game. We talk a lot about uh, defense, a lot about you know getting stops. That's your guy late game stretch, right? Um, Colorado, they don't really convince me um, offensively or defensively. Um, you know, we Liam and I talk about getting stops and getting possessions. Like you said, shooting. If you have a cold shooting night in the tournament, it could be a long day for you. And I think it's going to be a long forty minutes for the Boulders. Um, or sorry for the Buffaloes uh, during this weekend. So I'm I'm going Georgetown. Love to see uh, it.
0: Clean sweep, Hoyas.
1: Clean sweep. This is the fir- I think this is the first sweep we've all agreed on, if I'm not mistaken.
0: <laughs> wow, well, Gonzaga, yeah. yes, yeah. Gonzaga in the first round.
1: Yes, Gonzaga in the first round, yes. Next, you got Florida State and UNC Greensboro. No, um, no, no. I, no, day, no. Um, I, I think oh, Florida State do it. got this one. Oh. Um, <laughs> you
0: scared me. Uh,
1: listen, as, as much as I don't believe in Florida State being a basketball school and more of a football school uh, – I, I got to give it to Florida State, man. Um, you're playing a, a, a weak team in UNC Greensboro. I'm not even going to lie. I haven't watched any of their basketball all year. Um, MJ Walker, you know, a lowly 13 points. Uh, Laquan Gray, 12. Scotty Barnes, 11. Everybody else is averaging under 10. So you only have three guys putting up 10 points or more.
0: Have you seen Raquan Gray, Gray play, though?
1: This yes, man is the I, I,
0: college version of Zion Williamson. He is a tank.
1: Yes, and I, and I agree with you. I'm not taking anything away from them I'm just saying you're going to need more than three guys to score 10 points. Like, Can, can we agree on that? No, of course. You're a tournament of this magnitude. You know you can't have only three guys scoring 10 points or more. Um, I'm going Florida State here. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm taking, yeah, going I'm taking the 7 Going yep.
0: those, Same everybody's
1: going those. Wow, that, that makes my life easy. I do think um, you
0: can get some production from some of the other guys too. Koprovitsa, uh, their big man's pretty good. And shout out Tanor and Gom, transfer from Ryerson University, playing for Florida State now.
1: Look at that, Jay. There's another. Hey, he's not from for Oakville, you. man. Let's relax, Matthias. Let's
2: hold on. Let's hold your let's hold your horses.
1: Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, next we got uh Liam. Liam was high on this team as we were talking a little bit before. We got BYU versus the winner, win, uh, winner of Michigan State and UCLA. Uh, that game is set to tip off in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, regardless of the of the winner of that game, um, uh, I think UCLA will beat Michigan State, and then BYU will beat UCLA. Um, I think BYU just had a good run of form, despite you know the losses that uh, Liam was talking about. BYU to me is like. Um, you know, that one pair of sneakers that no matter for how long you don't wear them, they're still dependable. to are still by your side. You know, whether it be your Nike Roches, um, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, your Air Maxes, they're just that one shoe. And BYU is that one team that no matter what happens, you know, they're dependable. And I think BYU is going to have themselves a solid tournament. I think they're going to win tomorrow. Alex Marcelo, 15.9. Brandon Avert, uh, 11.5, Matt, ha- uh, Matt Harms, 11.3, 4.8 rebounds. And he's averaging uh, two blocks per game. Like, we said, like I've said before, defense is going to be needed. You have interior protection. BYU, easy pick. BYU over the winner of Michigan and UC- UCLA. That is mine. Uh, does anybody else have anything else?
0: I got BYU here as well. I do think Michigan State's going to take down UCLA here later tonight. Michigan okay. State's a hot team. They they just beat Michigan a few weeks ago. Uh they're sort of on the come up. They beat some teams at the top of the Big Ten. Um, but ultimately that team's just kind of a mess. And I, I love BYU. I'm super high on the on the BYU Cougars this year. So I'm gonna take them over either of those teams.
2: Yeah, no arguments here. Mr. I'm sticking with BYU. Big West Coast conference guy. So I gotta stay BYU. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Uh, next matchup we have three and fourteen, Texas and Albion Christian. Mr. Jamie. My man, on is Smart
2: with the Texas Longhorns here, nineteen and seven, third in the Big Twelve Conference against Abilene Christian, twenty three and four, second in the Southland conference. Matt Coleman, the third, thirteen point three points per game, four point one assists per game, one point two steals per game for Texas. So I mean three seed in the big, pretty good Big Twelve Conference. It's not too shabby at all. So I'll be going with the Horns.
1: All right.
0: Yeah, I got the Horns as well. You could you could make a legitimate case that this team might have the most talent top to bottom in the entire country. You got the three guards, Coleman, Ramey, and Jones, and then some really good bigs in uh, Kai Jones and Jericho Sims. You got Greg Brown, who's going to be a lottery pick in the NBA that doesn't even really touch the court for this team all that often these days because he's got some – questionable decision making skills but texas is just loaded with talent they won the big 12 tournament taking down kate Cunningham and oklahoma state in the finals i got texas in this one i got texas going deep
1: as well wow there we go ladies and gentlemen we're getting into it right now um i got the longhorns um not much i can debate here the boys uh took all the stat lines out of my mouth
2: wow the only um, time so I'm i get to stay a speech um, on next podcast
1: here it's, 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 in, it's unbelievable, Jay. You know, the way that you and Liam are just, like I said, did I not say at the beginning of the show, the most intellectual basketball guys I've ever met. Like, That's high praise. Liam's, Liam's ripping stylized lines. That, you know, he's bringing out three-point percentages the whole nine yards. Like, I don't, I only have got points per game here. I'm going to step my game up. The next matchup I have, I'm going to let uh, Liam take this one. UConn, Maryland. Um, you know, 7-10 matchup. Um, I think it's gonna be a close game. Um, didn't watch, didn't watch any UConn and Maryland basketball. Um, just on the simple fact that I think they played boring basketball. Um, not, not really a big fan of this. You know, play, play, play not to lose basketball. If that makes sense, like yeah. not to lose. It's, it's, it's very weird. But I'm gonna let Liam, Liam analyze this one.
0: Uh, uh, you know, in the first round every year, there's always a couple stinker <laughs> games, and this is my. Number one pick for, for those in this one. I think Maryland just really likes to muck it up and play defense. they got Daryl one of the best perimeter defenders in the Big Ten this year. Uh, he's going to try and really shut down James Booknight, who's the guy that makes UConn go. He's the sophomore. Look out for him if you're watching for a uh, an NBA prospect to follow. I got Maryland in this one. I just really think they're going to be able to make UConn play their game and just really muck it yeah, up. I'm, I'm rolling
2: with the Terps as well. I think – Big 10 teams, like you see Maryland 16-13 and that finished ninth in the Big 10, but you got to see who they were playing, right? You got Michigan. You got Ohio State. You got Illinois. You got Rutgers. You got Purdue. You got Wisconsin. Like this
1: conference was loaded.
0: Iowa, best conference in the country. Uh,
1: Listen, we can can sit here and talk about conferences and, and whatnot, but I'm going UConn.
0: Wow, you're a Big Absolutely East guy, so there's no surprise there.
1: <laughs> Not even Big East, bro. Look at James Booknight, nineteen a game. I know I'd criticize teams for having three guys that can only score ten per game, but when you have James Booknight putting up nineteen, R.J. Cole twelve, and then Tyree Smart in ten, uh, there's room. There's I'll give I'll give you slight pass on this one, but. Like you said, Mer- Mer- Maryland is a team to watch out. I'm going to UConn. I think Jay and Liam are going uh, Terps here, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right, the final. You want to talk football schools, and, Mateus, you know, Jay's, 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 Let's just let's,
2: calm down. Jay, Jay, Jason, let's there, just you know, calm down about he want
1: the football me schools. About this. All right. So Jay, Jay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this into into very uh, simple words. <sighs> Roll Tide, baby. Roll damn Tide. Now, although I do not support Alabama basketball, I'm a Villanova fan, uh, so we can address those right out the gate. As much as I love Patino's coaching, and I think that Alabama has still a couple years to go before they can solidify themselves (laughs) as a dual sports school, I think that a rotation of Jaden Shackelford Javon Curley, John Petty Jr., Herbert Jones, and Oakville Oakville Moira Ontario guy, zone. A player no, no. Okay. to one. No, 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 no. I wish it was Oakville Villanova's formerly
0: Villanova zone is where you're headed with them.
1: Appar- apparently. I have to give you guys an insider scoop here. Jordan Burning. Watch out for this guy. Statline line doesn't prove it. Six four, one and one. Defensively, I was just about one to say, man, he gives one me some Dream
2: Long Green vibes.
1: Listen, we talk about nitty-gritty basketball, and, you know, I love old-school basketball, you know, fight for every ball. This guy, unreal. He, he may not be a stat-line stat uh, fanatic and freak, but in terms of when you need yourself a block or a momentum play, he's your guy. I think Jordan Berner, out of all the guys in the lineup, you know, heading into this weekend's game, I think he's going to have the most important job. And that is, if they're up, he's got to keep them level-headed in a sense that they don't start taking stupid shots because Alabama is known to do that in taking stupid shots. And that's why I don't watch them play basketball because it's tough. Um, I love Iona, don't get me wrong. Big, big up, uh, underdog supporter over here. You know, go Eagles. But as much as I love Patino, man, and it's just too much to overcome, I'm going Alabama on this one. Roll Tide.
0: Yeah, I got Bama in this one as well. I thought you were going to mention Javon Quinterly, the Villanova transfer, SEC Sixth Man of the Year, coming off of Alabama's bench. He's going to be lighting it up. As much fun as it is going to be uh, to see R- all Slick Rick back in the tournament, I got. Yeah, Bama I'm here. sure
2: Mateus is just waiting for me to say it, but uh, Roll Tide. Like if I was, I know. I think I just I threw my mouth tide, baby. Back after I said it, so I have to wash my mouth out after.
1: It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um. So breaking it down uh the east for me i have michigan lsu in the second round georgia florida georgetown and florida state byu texas and yukon alabama um from there no, I, have, I have lsu beating michigan
0: no. i got uh, that too buddy I have, oh. LSU,
1: I have listen and here's the thing i wanna i wanna point something out Liam and i never agreed on anything in basketball <laughs> but last year him and i agreed on damn near almost everything and i've was so surprised because the first time I talked to Liam, h- him, his and my opinions were so far off. It was like it was borderline like toxic. I'm like, bro, what is this? guy talking Marcus, about? so
0: the great Marcus Aldebay, if I recall.
1: Yes, and the reason I have LSU beating Michigan. Oh, that's why Michigan sports suck. He's, sucks he's when picking the with the come heart on. instead of his head. It's what they suck when the lights come on. No, I, Jay, I, I'm telling you how it is. Name me, name me one Michigan team five, that has five. proceeded under the clutch. Uh, oh, Ju- I thought you were talking Howard college sports. I don't know. We're
2: talking NBA. NBA. What didn't they? What sixteen? Yeah, okay, when did fine. They make the championship uh, the Rose? national championship game. 17,
0: 18? Eight, uh, 18 go. against Nova. I'll take a, a national
2: championship, buddy. I'll take a national championship. And, and what happens? I'm sure you'll remind me who won. I'm sure you'll remind me okay, who won. Okay,
1: fine. So, 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 you, so you, so you like part in the you, national. You like participation wow. medals. It's fine. You're Ohio State thing. Oh, you're you're right. used to that. Okay. You're used to that. That's fine. So, so I have. So from that, I have Georgetown beating Florida State. Another heavy pick. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I think Georgetown can beat Florida State. Um, I think Ewing's coaching is going to outperform uh, the Seminoles players. I'm rolling with a
2: hot hand. I'm I'm going Georgetown in the Sweet 16.
0: Okay, Mr. Leo. I got Florida State over Georgetown. I think I think Coach Ham is uh, just going to get the better of Pat Ewing, and Florida State's just loaded with athletes, loaded with talent. I think they're
1: going on the Sweet 16. Okay, now, all right. So uh, BYU Texas. I have Texas. I think the Horns. You know, rolling with the hot hand here. Um, I think they'll be able to beat Albie and Christian uh, handedly. So I think they'll give them more time to rest their stars a little bit. You know, get that rotation going a little bit. Get the guys going. I'm going Texas. Yeah, I'm sticking
2: with the horns. Yep. I got Texas. Let's go. Yeah.
1: Uh, I have UConn playing Alabama, but obviously Jay and Liam have a different outcome. But I have Alabama taking down UConn. Uh, Mr. Jay, Mr. Liam, you guys have the Terps. Uh, So what do you guys see for the Terps heading into that next round?
0: I see them having absolutely no way to handle Herb Jones. Herb Jones has got a lot of Siakam in his game at the college level. He's a stud. You're going to know his name by the end of this tournament. I have Bama onto the Sweet 16 to play Texas. I might
2: have to throw up in my mouth
1: one more time, but uh, roll tide. All right, Davey. And this is is, – you guys thought my other picks were questionable. Listen to this. Oh, my God. I have Georgetown beating oh LSU God. and Georgetown beating oh, Alabama. Oh my God. And then I have Alabama beating oh, Texas. Oh my God. And I have Georgetown and Alabama playing.
2: That is uh, – that's bold. I'm awesome. at a loss.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, Georgetown – I, I, mean, I can see why you didn't want me to show – I can see
2: why that you didn't um, want me to see your bracket before we went on. I am aware now. I can, I can see why.
1: I told okay. you, buddy. I, I, I'm a deep thinker here. Um, Liam and Jay, I need you guys to, you know, you know, humble me. Let's see if you guys can humble me and break and bring you, you. Georgetown
0: of in the Elite Eight.
1: I have Georgetown playing Alabama in the Sweet. Oh, what the hell. Yes. And the elite Yeah, eight. I got, yes, for so me, I got LSU NFL Texas
0: NBA. in there. I do have LSU beating Michigan. I'm not picking with my heart, though. I do just think that <laughs> Michigan's guards are so small. Mike Smith is listed at 5'11, but you see that guy, he's 5'9. I was just uh, say, sure the
2: fro makes him 5'11. He's
0: got, yeah, 5'11 with the hair. And Eli Brooks isn't much taller. Guard. <laughs> LSU's got huge guards with Javante Smart. Trendon Watford plays like a guard, he's 6'9". They're going to be just a load to handle. I might take Michigan with Isaiah Livers, but I got LSU going on. I got them taking down Florida State as well. Uh, And then I got the big LSU-Texas matchup in the Elite Eight. Kai Jones, you're going to remember his name for Texas.
2: Yeah, so if we are going from Sweet 16, I have Michigan-Georgetown. And I do have the Wolverines winning that. They're going to the Elite Eight. And then Texas-Alabama say wow. it again I'm gonna say it once I'm gonna say it again at roll, roll tide <laughs> I'm gonna keep the, yeah let's relax there and then go. the Elite there we eight, go. Wolverines against the the Tide uh Go Blue you <laughs> yeah That's yeah disgusting. it's almost as bad as roll tide it's disgusting they're about equally the same um, yeah. tough region for you eh
1: oh really yeah it's a very tough so, region. <laughs> yeah yeah In my final four, I have Kansas-Alabama. I will not reveal who I have winning on in that game. But now we move on to my favorite part of the tournament, the South. And um, we're going to start here uh, with the Baylor and Hartford matchup. Um, Liam, I know you're a big defense guy, and Baylor kind of epitomizes what you love about basketball. Yeah, I was loving Baylor earlier in the season.
0: Yeah. They got shooting and they got defense. Well, so what's not to like? They got three top, top, uh, top tier perimeter players and Jared Butler and Messi OT. Uh and Matt Meyer is gonna make a name for himself here in the tournament as well. Obviously, I have them beating a Hartford. Shout out Hartford, though, their first NCAA tournament appearance. But Baylor, since they went on COVID pause in February, has just looked a little bit shaky. The defense has kind fall of fallen off. They did lose to Oklahoma state in the big 12 tournament. So I have some questions for Baylor, but we'll get to that in the next few rounds. Yeah. All right. right.
1: Like Baylor,
2: uh, Mr. J. I mean, Merchants- no slouch. they are number one, number, number one seed for a reason, 22 and two uh, first in the big 12, two losses, one in the regular season to Kansas and the other to Oklahoma state and Cade Cunningham in the big 12 cha- tournament. Uh, they haven't really had any shaky games and they beat some really, really good teams and, Illinois, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, OK State in the regular season, Texas and West Virginia. And Liam already had all the nice players on it, but my man, Jared Butler, who's got 17 points per game to his name, is going to be balling out in Indiana.
1: All right. Um, okay, so it's not... You yeah, guys right taking the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, everything was kind of epitomized there. Um, Jared Butler uh, Mac Day De, uh, Devon, uh, Dave, excuse me, Davian Mitchell. And then, um, mm, I like, good. I like Mark Vitale, honestly. I think he's a good kid. I think he's a good kid. Um, he does all the little things right. You know, he's solid defensively, in my opinion. Um, you know, he plays the game the right way. He knows how to move on and off the ball, which is important. Um, especially in the March, in March Madness, where you're going to need, like we said, more rotation. Um, so no surprise here. I'm taking, you know, the Baylor Bears. Um, I think that's a consensus. Jay and Liam, are we consensus Baylor Bears? All right. Now, the 8-9 and nine matchup. Now, see, as a fan of college basketball, right, you know, there's a lot of teams we talk about, North Carolina, Duke, Gonzaga, um, you know, Georgetown's historically good teams. Now, historically, North Carolina hasn't been good good in recent history they've been okay um i just want to point out a few things right here um wisconsin right now on paper they do not have more than two players scoring more than 10 points that can be a cause for concern for most fans and for most casuals looking at who to pick well i will add they have three players sorry four players off their bench scoring seven or more. I think Wisconsin can handedly beat North Carolina tomorrow. And that is one of my upset picks for the eight nine matchup. I'm taking the Wisconsin Badgers. Go Badgers. I like it too, man. Big 10 teams. They
2: know how to go back. They know how to do a nitty gritty basketball. And these, like you said, Mateus, man, they're deep. They know how to, they, if some, somebody doesn't have the hot hand, bring somebody on the bench. He'll give you at least
1: seven, right? A hundred percent. Listen, I have another. I have another under the radar pick. You know, Liam's Liam's taking all my under the radar picks. But how, how about I give you a, a nice under the natural radar pick here? Talk about my guy Benton Carlson. He's only played six games, averages ten and a half minutes. He aver- he shoots from the free throw line eighty seven point five percent, and shoots a whopping thirty three percent from behind the arc. Now, I don't know about you, but if my forward. Is putting up that kind of stat line, playing mediocre numbers, medi- mediocre to low numbers, and you're in a shootout with the Tar Heels, which I think it's gonna be a close game. So back to rotation, I think he could be that oh, guy. Wow, man. here we go. You know, for Furedet. You know when he, B- when, he B- when he played at B when he played at B when he played at BYU was that guy. Kind of like he Mateus is shit, in, in Brock and right? Jimmer right? Furedet took BYU to. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm a humble guy. You know, I don't, I don't like to do too much talking. And, um, I, I think he could be that guy in all honesty. Um, and I gotta ask you guys this right? Basketball has become, you know, less and less aggressive. Like, can we, can we agree on that in a sense where it's evolved from the hard fouls players used to, uh, give other players sure. in years past? Can, can we agree on that? Okay. Um, when you look at a team like North Carolina, right, very deep, well-rounded, you know, they have they have a lot of history. Um, at any point, right, if, you know, Armando Bacot, you know, starts scoring, do you, do you possibly, you know, send, like, guys who haven't played almost our year, you know, give them a nice hard foul, you know, stiffen up the interior a little bit to try to make North Carolina players think twice about driving? Because they love to drive. All of North Carolina's players, all they do is drive. Armando Bacot shoots zero percent from three point land. Caleb Love shoots twenty six percent. Two of your guards are shooting less than a combined forty five percent. So interior penetration is going to be a big issue for Wisconsin tomorrow. Or yes, tomorrow. Um, do you potentially look at running the whole bench tomorrow and try to not collect fouls, but make you are going to have to uh, do North something Carolina to you from the outside. Make-
0: Carolina think because Carolina just top to bottom has more talent than Wisconsin's entire team. Once you get out there and you see the seven footer Armando Baycott matched up against Nate Reavers and Micah Potter, it's going to be really striking how much of a physical advantage that Carolina has over these guys. I don't like this Wisconsin team. They haven't beaten anybody at the top of the big 10, despite playing in that conference. They've just looked kind of shaky all year. Their starting point guard shoots like 10% from the three point line, Brad Davison. Uh, he leads the country in charges taken, if that gives you any sense of what kind of a player he is, which I like, but I just don't think Wisconsin has the talent to hang with Carolina. Coach Roy Williams has never lost in the NCAA tournament first round, and he's not going to be losing tomorrow.
2: Wow. Liam Nielsen. I love I it. I'm going with the Badgers. I'm sticking with the Big Ten, 10 Conference. All, all the teams are getting out of the first round from the Big Ten. Uh,
1: Alright, so Jay and I have Wisconsin and Liam has the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, the next matchup, the lads from North Philly, the Villanova Wildcats, not a big deal, led by Jay Wright and company uh, versus Winthrop. Uh, nice 5-12 matchup, uh, you know Liam and I were talking about this, you know, um, throughout the season, about Villanova's play and you know the interest, the injury to Colin Giuseppe and how that's a big head scratcher. Might I add that Villanova has played you know some some, some oh, good basketball. I'm going to be very humble. They played good basketball, not great basketball, not amazing basketball. Um, I saw them choke against Providence. So that was very tough to watch. Um, Liam sent me a nice kind of "fuck you" text. I didn't yeah, do anything. Like nice I don't know where this from. So thanks to Liam for humbling me. Liam denies that, but I, uh, you know, damn well Liam loves that. Um, another guy we have to talk about that, that Villanova missing. Um, you know, kind of, uh, my guy uh, Slater. Um, he's not playing the greatest right now. Um, he's playing okay. Um, Liam, I gotta ask you, what do you what do you see for the Wildcats? Right, you know, you're missing a big guy called college, Giuseppe. Like, like we've talked about before. What do you kind this of weekend see for Jay, for Jay Wright and company? Wright and company uh, I see
0: an unfortunate first-round exit at the, at the hand of the Winthrop Eagles. I really do just think the Colin uh, Gillespie loss is huge for them. He's their senior point guard. Justin Moore is incredibly hobbled right now as well. This is a team that lost. To, I mean, we talk about Georgetown being the hot team right now, but let's be honest, Villanova has the better team. And Georgetown took them down in the Big East tournament. They lost to Providence a few weeks ago. Providence isn't even in here. Uh so I have Winthrop taking down Villanova. Winthrop has Chandler Vaudrin. He's a six-eight point guard, and I think he's gonna wreak havoc Wildcats.
2: Well, the thing I see for Jay Merchant Wildcats is a plane ride home on Sunday morning because I do think the Winthrop Eagles are pulling off the upset oh. against Nova. Villanova's man, I know Mateus, I'm I'm gonna level with you here, man. They got some bad losses to their name. They've already already mentioned Providence and Georgetown, but they've lost to Butler by twelve and St. John's by eleven. So I mean they're not close games. They are and if yeah, exactly. Not good and they're not close. So Villanova, they were first in the big east, but I mean the only thing they got going for them is a very damn good suit game by their head coach.
0: Oh, yes. George Clooney.
1: Wow. Wow. The disrespect that has been put on the Villanova Wildcats is unbelievable. Look, I respect I the hell, hell out of the, the tournament rules. Uh, as you get, I know uh, that's the thing. Like, you would think that, you know, a team like Villanova would get more respect, but a lot of brackets have uh, Winthrop um, making it through. And in all honesty, if well, I mean, was a again, betting man and I had $100, back and you, and you right look now. at Villanova's. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that I'm getting a nice spit shine on my rims though um, I Purdue doesn't look or sorry um, I'm thinking ahead here winthrop doesn't look too too bad um, in all honesty a matchup like this we, know, we have a hobble team like Villanova like we've talked about listen uh, no excuses here man wow. I think Villanova's beating wow. them tomorrow and I think we're beating but them by 10 times. pipe and smoke it We've listen, listen. Jay Wright has has yet to unleash Archie Diak. Is that guy still in the NBA? He's yet is that to bomb? unleash him, and I'm telling you, oh, he's still there. This is his I little know, brother. They... No, 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 no. His uh, younger.
0: He's been starting. He's been yeah, the fill-in starter brother. for them since the Gillespie went down. He's been serviceable, no, uh... but Villanova is just a team I see He's just limping into the yeah. tournament and. It's not that I disrespect them. I mean, they were ranked top three in the country to start the season. I do think with a full strength roster, they would be probably a three seed and probably going to make another deep run here. But they're just limping in right now, and I don't don't like the feel of it.
1: Fair enough. Um, as you guys can tell, that we are very uh, Jay and Liam are very anti Villanova heading into this tournament. Um, but the next matchup, you know, Liam talked about, you know, stinker games, um, Purdue North Texas. Um, I don't even want to talk about this game. Really? Uh, I, I think Purdue's got a good team, you know, a couple, they got a good, they got a deep roster. Um, but in terms of, you know, bang for your buck and what games would you would pay to see? I don't think Purdue North Texas is one of them. Um, Travion Williams kind of Doing the whole load for uh, the Purdue Boilmakers, averaging the damn near double double with 15 and nine. Jaden Ivy's got uh, 10 and 10 and a half points and 3.4 rebounds. Um, defensively, they got a couple guys here. You know, uh, Zach Eddy averaging a block per game. Uh, Eric Hunter Jr. on the perimeter averaging a steal, and then Brandon Newman almost averaging a steal too. Um, I think Purdue is a very defensive team, so that's going to make them. You know, a, it's going to make it's going to be a low scoring game. But uh, unfortunately, to the North Texas uh, faithful, I do have Purdue going through. That's uh, that's that's me, uh, Jay and Leo. It is uh, yes. Is it a consensus? Hey, just before for we Purdue look tomorrow? into this
2: a little bit deeper, there's only I think Purdue was the only team that really qualifies for this. They technically have home court advantage here, being played in, in Indiana. Just for a quick heads up, so if you're thinking about upsets. You might want to check Purdue to go a little further than people think because of a very slim, I'll be thin home court advantage. No big deal. And Purdue's gonna and, be hey, playing hey, in their home gym at some
0: games in this turn. They're gonna be playing no at Mackey. Deal, I Mr. like this Leo. team a lot. I like this team not just for this year, but going forward as well. They got four freshmen on the team. Jaden Ivey is a guy I like a lot. Shout out Zach Eady, the seven foot four center from Toronto. Uh, And then you got Gillis and uh, Brandon Newman, Travion Williams. I just watched this man absolutely destroy Ohio state in the second half. Ended up coming up up short in overtime. The Buckeyes still go on, but I like the outlook for this Purdue team. I have them over in North Texas.
2: Hey, we can't sleep. We cannot sleep on the best name in college basketball, the mean green of North Texas. I mean, that's pretty
1: good. 100%. Um, Consensus sweep for the boys here at Purdue over North Texas. Um, Liam, I think this is a game that you might like, even though we talked about it being low scoring. Uh, Texas Tech, Utah State, kind of give me uh, Yeah, this is a game that people I, I don't think a lot of people are game. talking
0: about, but I do think this is going to be a really good one. Um, Texas Tech played in the Big 12 all year. They were kind of up and down. They lose some games here, win some games there. They ended up finishing 9-8 and eight in the Big 12, got knocked out in the tournament. Um At the moment, this is kind of a team where you got to ride the wave with them. And at the moment, it's not looking great. I don't like the way they've been playing the last few weeks. Mac McClung, you probably remember his mixtapes back when he was in high school. He's their leading scorer at 16 a game. Um, But I just don't really see uh, how they'll be able to put it together because the last few weeks have been pretty shaky for them. This is an upset pick for me. I have Utah State over Texas Tech.
1: Wow! Yeah, you can't disrespect right. Utah State. They just—they made Richardson. it to the Mountain West
2: Conference Championship, although t- they lost. They got Nemeskaitis, 14.8 points per game, 10 rebounds per game. But I can't go against the Red Raiders, a Texas Tech on this one. Uh, Sticks to the Big 12. Uh, they got two huge wins over Texas, and like Liam said, Mac McClung's been balling out, 15.7 points per game. So I'm I'm going with the Red Raiders to go out of the first round.
1: Uh, I'm taking Jay here. Um, I'm taking Texas Tech. Um, I just think in a matchup like this, right, you know, we talk about, you know, who do you have and what, what can you work with? I think Texas Tech does have a lot of key pieces around them. You know, we obviously mentioned Matt McClung. you know, the transfer big East. from Georgetown, if I'm not mistaken. Um, little big East guy. I got Texas Tech. Um, I think, it's, I think it's gonna be a good game. Like Liam said, it's the game that's not talked about. But in terms of you know matchup styles, I think I think it's gonna be a good matchup. Style. Um, next one here, we got the three and fourteen matchup. We got Arkansas and Colgate. Here we go, uh, Mr. J. I'm gonna let you. Actually, I'm gonna take the reins on this one. There, there, it's uh, there, is, on there it is. There Little connection, connection here. My
2: uh, not a big my deal. football
1: coach went to Colgate on a football scholarship. Not a big deal. So you know, obviously, you got to learn from uh, from a legend at Colgate. Um, but in terms of who am I taking, I will be taking the Arkansas <laughs> Woo as they say down, down there. Woo Pig. Woo Pig. So, Woo-pig. Um, I did not watch Colgate basketball. They, I'm going to be frank and honest here. Didn't even know they had a basketball team um, until they got selected. Um, good for them, though. Arkansas, too deep. Well-rounded defensively. You um,
0: got the Razorbacks as I've well. I don't want to spoil things, but I have them making a very deep run in this tournament. Eric Musselman, one of my absolute favorite coaches in the country, from all aboard Nevada. the Musk bus. Yeah, from the Wolfpack, he took them to the Sweet 16 a few years ago. Moses Moody is going to be a top 10 pick in the NBA. Watch out for him. JD Notay coming off their bench, averaging 13 points per game. I love the guard play of Arkansas. This game is going to be really high scoring. Both these teams like to get up and down and run. But ultimately, I mean, Colgate played in the Patriot League. They went 13 and one, but they played like five teams all season. So uh, it's going to be tough to match the athleticism of Arkansas.
2: Hit all the notes, boys. So
1: wu pig? So whoo pig? Wu-Pig. pig! It is um, the next matchup, Liam. This this one I'm gonna I'm gonna give to you, um, Florida Virginia Tech. Man, this is right up your alley. This is this is the kind of games that, you know, um, kind of set the bar for the tournament. Yeah, this is and, a weird um, one. This is the
0: first I'm matchup of, of the this tournament to you, uh, tomorrow, uh, 12-15. There's uh, two ACC teams duking it out. Uh, unfortunately, Duke isn't around.
2: Uh, so. I was going to say, that's a pretty clever way yeah,
1: to play, my friend. Yeah, I wish
0: I, uh, wish I meant to do that, but I'm glad Duke's not around this year. Uh, I don't know why Florida's the 7 and Virginia Tech's the 10. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter, uh, but – Virginia Tech was a team that was ranked in the top 25 all year. Florida never even sniffed that. They do have the one guy, Trey Mann, that could uh, carry them pretty far. Um, but I just like the upside of Virginia Tech. They have the ACC Coach of the Year and Mike Young, and Keba Aluma is going to make a name for himself in this tournament.
1: Yeah, um, like you said, Trey Mann, um, I'm big on Keontae Johnson, man. Um and four, he's only played four games, right? His stat lines do look a little juiced, but I think he's a solid player. Um, there it like is. Tyree needs some connection. Shout out to Applebee line in uh, Burlington, Ontario. There it is. There is the shout-out. There's the one. You know, solid guy. Um, you know, averages one and a half steals, but also does turn the ball over. You know, on an average three times a game. So uh, I think he's got to take care. Uh, take care of the ball a bit better. But once he does that, he limits his turnovers, you know, to less than. You know, one per game. I think you got a solid player in the kit. Um, I think Florida can easily take down Virginia Tech. It's going to be close. I think I think Florida will have control for most of the game. Um, if we're going scores close. here, I'm going 72-68. I'm going close. Um, so I'm taking the Gators. Uh, yeah, I'm rolling with the Gators. Personally. Virginia Tech has got some uh, bad Jr. losses Liam.
2: on their names. Ten and 12, They lost to a 10-12 record pit. Lost by 18 to Syracuse. So, I mean, I'm rolling with the Gators.
0: I'm going to take Virginia Tech. I don't feel great about it because Jay mentioned they they have done some questionable things this year, and they didn't have a great showing in the ACC tournament. But I just think their talent is going to show out uh, here in the first round. So, I got the
1: Hokies. Yeah, we've been waiting for this one, man. All right. Now, this is the game that Jay's been waiting for. So, the two seed,
2: 21-9 from the great state of Ohio. It's the – ohio state buckeyes to play the oral roberts golden eagles yeah so two verse 15 seed ohio state fifth in the big 10 big 10 conference finalists didn't get the w over illinois good thing i to to see them until the final four so that's okay man we got some boys on this team fellows dwayne washington kyle young justice suing and my man EJ Liddell. I know, boys, boys, I know. Ohio State's been playing some Shakespearean-like basketball the last couple of months. But no, no, it's not King Lear. It's King Liddell, my friends, because you're, you're going to be seeing him a lot in the association very quickly. So they're pretty deep. They don't want to play five down. It's eight, run an eight, nine-man rotation. They're going all the way. They're my pick to win.
1: Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow, there it is. You heard it first. You heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. Can't yeah, fault that. Ohio um, State's have, an awesome
0: team. I've loved watching I'd them teach- all year. EJ Liddell is one of my favorite big guys in the country, even though he's sort of undersized. And they got the depth, you're right. CJ Walker coming off the bench, he really makes them go. Dwayne Washington, a guy that can hang 30 on you on any given night. Ohio State's going to absolutely trounce over Oral Roberts. Uh, so we'll leave it at that for now. But I love the Buckeyes We all love as a well. good
1: shit kicking, don't we? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, and um, unfortunately, <laughs> I will have That's to all. say the words, the Ohio State University for Mr. Jay Merchinson. Um, so for me, in the second round, I have Baylor in Wisconsin, Villanova, Villanova, Purdue, Texas Tech, Arkansas, and Florida, Ohio State.
2: Oh, uh, from that,
1: yeah, yeah. I do have Villanova playing Baylor, Arkansas playing Texas Tech, and Ohio State uh, playing Arkansas. Now, Jay, I'm sorry to do this to you, and Liam, I know you're gonna you're gonna
2: be Whoa, surprised, surprised to, to surprised. this, but I do
1: have Baylor beating my Villanova Wildcats. Um, unfortunately, you know I can only be a homer for so long, and I can only refuse to negate the facts for so long. But um, I think the tournament. Well, end abruptly for my Wildcats against the Baylor Bears. No. Nah, nah, From there, nah. Jay, I'm sorry to do Don't this, Steve, but I have the, Buckeyes, the Arkansas bad. Razorbacks beating your Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh no! Oh no! Leaving a matchup between Baylor and Arkansas in Woo-pig. which my winner oh, of the okay. national championship, the Baylor Bears, will defeat Arkansas and move on to the final four. Yes, sir. So
0: I do have Baylor taking down North Carolina. I do just think Baylor's just a better team, simple as that. Winthrop and Purdue, I have Purdue ending the Cinderella story of Winthrop. Utah State and Arkansas, similar deal Arkansas I have over Utah State. Ohio State, I think they're going to dominate against Virginia Tech as well. And going into the Sweet 16, probably a very unpopular pick, but I have the Purdue Boilermakers taking down the Baylor Bears. I think Purdue's size is going to be so tough to handle for Baylor with Travion Williams and Zach Eady coming off the bench. I see Purdue lighting it up. Jaden Ivey is my guy that can kind of have a Kemba Walker type of run, really make a name for himself in this tournament. So I have Purdue over Baylor. This one was a really tough one, but I do ultimately have the Arkansas Razorbacks taken down. Oh, you, you had
2: my hopes up with a V, and then you said Arkansas. Yeah, so. I had to, I had to oh. tease you with
0: that one. I had to tease you, but I have Arkansas taking down Ohio State. That one could really go either Buckeyes, way, though. You guys. And then I have Arkansas taking down Purdue. Arkansas all the way to the final oh. four. Must must keeps rolling.
1: Wow. Love this team. Love wow. this team. This Ladies year. and gentlemen. This man, this
0: man. Arkansas can get it from anywhere. They got I Moses Moody, I'm telling you, reason. he's going to be the star of this tournament. I know I might have said that about seven different guys already, but Moses Moody is the one. He, he's going to absolutely light it up. J.D. Note, I watched this man put 30 in the SEC tournament. Uh, I think he put that on uh, Tennessee. Uh, Arkansas has got scoring from all over. Uh, they're just going to be so tough to stop in the tournament here.
1: Yeah, All I'm right. rolling with the Baylor Mr. Bears James against Richardson, the Wisconsin Badgers. Second I mean, round.
2: Wisconsin, they're a nitty-gritty team, but Baylor is just too talented to get taken down by a team like Wisconsin. Uh, I will have the Boilermakers defeating Winthrop in the home state of Indiana. I think, unlike you guys, I think that's where the road ends in the Sweet 16 because, I, I mean, Baylor, like you said, Mateus, is your national championship pick, so I will respect them and take them to the Elite Eight. Texas Tech, Arkansas, I know I'm like, you guys are loving Arkansas, but I'm going with the Red Raiders to get out of the second round instead of Arkansas. And for obvious reasons, I have the Ohio State University taking out the Gators and keeping it rolling against the Red Raiders to have a Ohio State Baylor Elite Eight with the Ohio State Buckeyes defeating the Baylor Bears to go to the Final Four.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen. The field is starting to become more and more narrow for the men. Now, we move on to the last and final conference, but a fun one to analyze. We have Illinois and the great University of Drexel. From Oakville. In the city of Philadelphia. Uh, shout out Jason Thompson, <laughs> a local supporter of Drexel University. Jason Thompson is not from Oakville. Um, Illinois, Drexel no need to no need to analyze this too too much 1-16 in 16 matchup yeah, yeah. illinois you know took yeah. down you know uh no we're not you're right you got over it we're here. not you know, going you know, to get into too much detail uh, Dave, we're going to we're, we're going to spare Jay a life here i'm going to illinois i don't know if it's a clean sweep but i personally think illinois is going to sweep through drexel so as much as i do love uh, the greatest uh, university in the center of Philadelphia. I Marshall. got Illinois too. This is a clean um, sweep for I'll me. I want Illinois. to talk
0: about them a little bit later, but I do have Illinois in the first round.
1: All right. And uh, we were talking about Sister Jean earlier, and we have uh, Sister Jean's Loyola Ramblers and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Liam, um, you know, we were talking about it before Jay got on. Um, yeah, this I'm is a, let you this is one of my number one, of Loyola, one games Loyola, in the Chicago, tournament. Georgia Unfortunately,
0: Tech. Moses Wright, I think I mentioned that the top is ruled out of this game. So that's going to be a big loss for Georgia Tech. He's their big guy in the middle. Uh, but they still got guys uh, like Jose Alvarado. He's going to get after it. You probably saw him in the uh, ACC tournament. Georgia Tech coming off a very shocking ACC tournament win. Josh Pastner's got those boys playing well. Loyola Chicago dominated, trounced their way through the Missouri Valley Conference this year with Drake being their only opposition. But Loyola did end up beating those tw- them twice on back-to-back days. So I like Loyola in this one over Georgia Tech. If Moses Wright was playing, it might be a different story, but I do have the Ramblers here.
2: Yeah, I have the same outcome. If Moses Wright was playing, I would have picked Georgia right, Tech to win. Jay. But but their best player, without a question, not being able to play, I'll be going with Loyola of Chicago.
1: And I'm sorry to play devil ad, devil's advocate here, but I have to stay with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Um, I love Sister Jean as much as the next guy, the next guy. and um, I think Sister Jean's, you know, voodoo can only work for so long. But I think Georgia Tech sound team. You know, we look at Jose Alvarado, Michael DeVore, Jordan Usher, uh, Bobby Parham, Khalid Moore. A little deep rotation for you guys there. Um, I got Georgia Tech. I just think that, um, you know, Loyola has played good basketball, like you said. Obviously, Georgia Tech's missing a key piece. I don't know. I think it's a close game. I think it's an 81-80, 79-78 80, kind of game. And I think, um, you know, Georgia Tech's going to have a little bit more heart. You know, they had that magical run in the tournament. Um to uh before the selections committee came out but i'm going georgia tech here and uh that's that's i'm sticking with it um that's it for me really and the next one is tennessee oregon state yeah Uh, like we're talking about shocking conference championship winners oregon state
2: is the shocker for conference championship winners as they are the pac 12 champions at a record of 17 and 12 uh, I'm very shocked that they won the Pac-12 tournament. They've lost the UFC. They lost to the UCLA. But they got a really good player, Ethan Thompson, who gets 50.6 points per game. So he gets the job done very well, I see, for them. But the Vols, man, they're fourth in the ACC. They beat some really good teams like Florida twice. They've beat your guys' hot shot to win, to get really far, if you want to call them a Cinderella story. But they are a three-seed Arkansas. But they have really two bad losses against Kentucky and Auburn, who aren't in the tournament right now. So you can look at it each – which. Either way, but they also have a really good player in their guard, Jaden Springer, who's got 12.3 points per game to his name. But I will not be rolling with a hot hand with Oregon State, and I will be going with the Vols to win.
1: All right. Um, Liam. toss up on this traditions? one.
0: Two pretty shaky teams. Oregon State, I don't really know why they're here. Like, If they didn't win their their conference tournament, they would not be in the tournament. Um, so I'm going to take the Vols. I, I don't really have any reasoning. I don't really have any thoughts on this game. It's it's a, it's a weird one. Uh, I will say Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer are going to be two top 20 picks in the NBA draft. So uh, I like Tennessee, but they're missing their fifth year senior John F- Fulkerson. He had a nasty facial injury, so that could come back to bite them. So I can see this one going either way, though.
1: Uh, it's going to be a clean sweep for me. Uh, I think the Vols will take this. Like Liam said, I don't know really why Oregon State's here. Um, Oregon State not a traditional uh, basketball school. Um, you know, like you said, it's just one of like basically what Liam said. Game could go either way, but I think Tennessee's gonna have the upper hand. Um, the next one here, we got Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State Liberty. Not sad. Um, uh, two words, Kate Cunningham. Um, absolute stud. Uh, absolute stud Uh, guys, an absolute machine. Um, He's got every badge in 2k unlocked, you know, whatever you want, whatever you can think of guys, an absolute superstar, very, very quiet guy gets the work done and gets in and out. Um, I'm going to Oklahoma state, not even just on the simple fact that Kate Cunningham's there, but if you do throw a double at Kate Cunningham, he's no problem passing the ball off and uh, Oklahoma state has no problem moving the ball around to get guys, uh, not good shots, but great shots. Um, and I think in the tournament, you don't need good shots. You need great shots. Liberty, you know, kind of an okay okay team uh, they've got over there. But um, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Uh, Oklahoma State.
0: Yeah, I mean, you talk about Liberty. They're coming in as a 13 here. Liberty actually has the fourth most wins in all of Division One men's basketball since, I think, 2017. So that just speaks to the sustained amount of success that you, that they have at that program. I am not going to be taking them in the upset in this one though, Oklahoma state, the shocker of the year for me, I knew Kate Cunningham was the number one pick coming into the year. I thought it was going to be kind of a Ben Simmons at LSU or a Mark Hill Fultz at Washington scenario though, where he's kind of just a stud on a really bad team, but they were really good. You know, they went all the way to the big 12 conference tournament final and they got guys that can get you buckets from anywhere. They got, Cade can dump it off, like you mentioned. Uh, Caleb Boone and Kalen Boone—they can—they uh, can score in the post, and then Isaac Likely, who's been banged up throughout the season, he's a stud as well. So I got yeah, no, State. no uh,
2: differentiations here from us, from me here. They've only won the two teams that have beat Baylor all season, and yeah, Cade Cunningham, man, he's got more spark than a toaster. in Mateus' hot tub, man, he he can, he can do it any way you look at it. I know Malcolm <laughs> Mateus appreciates that one. But he's oh. got 6.5. I know everyone knows how he can score, right? But he does on the defensive side of the ball, too. He had six and a half rebounds per game, too. So pretty good for a small forward for him. But, yeah, Liberty Flames, Atlantic Sun Conference champions. So they're getting the wins. They're racking them up. But nothing stands between Oklahoma State's way with Liberty in it. So go, Cowboys.
1: All right. Um, looks like it's a clean sweep for all of us. The next one. Very interesting matchup. You know, I think this could be a sleeper game. We got the San Diego State uh, Aztecs playing against uh, the Syracuse Orange. Uh, shout out Carmelo Anthony there. Not a big deal. Um, you know, I think a lot of people would be taking Syracuse just on the fact that how cons- they're pretty consistent. Consistently good team. I think Liam can attest to that. But uh, I'm going in the other direction here. I'm going San Diego State. Um not, I haven't really watched too much San Diego State or Syracuse ball this year, so I'm not going to sit here and you know and tell you things that I don't I don't know much about. But I think San Diego State, from what I've seen, from what I've seen them do um, in highlights, and you know reading, reading up on you know the philosophy, I think San Diego State's got you know uh, good talent. You know they're very young. Um, not too many, uh, not too many guys are, are leaving the program. I think San Diego State takes this one. Um, Syracuse, in recent history, right, you know, up until, the, you know, the mid-2000s, you know, 2006, 2007, you know, they were a perennial team that everybody worried about. They recruited well. You know, we think of like said, of Deron Williams playing over there, um, Carmelo Anthony, just, uh, just to mention up a couple of guys. Um, but I don't, I don't see Syracuse doing well. I see him having a short and quick tournament and uh, being eliminated by the Aztecs. So I'm going San Diego State here. I'm going to go the other way.
0: I got cues in this one. Uh yeah, it's, it's a bit of an upset pick. San Diego Ooh, State whoa. coming in. Hey, I, like I like it, I like it. It really is a crime that we didn't get to see them in last year's tournament. This is basically the same team, but with Malachi Flynn at point guard. Shout out the uh, Raptors point guard. Uh, but Syracuse is just, they're always in there, right? It wouldn't be an NCAA tournament without Syracuse on the bubble, and they barely squeaked in. But I like what I saw from them down the stretch. They almost beat Virginia in the ACC tournament. Uh, Virginia had to rely on a. Buzzer beater three from Reese Beekman to take them down. I like this year's team. They remind me a lot of that team a few years ago. that a Low seed with uh, Malachi Richardson and Michael Gabeneche. Uh, I like Buddy Beheim. I like Alan Griffin. I like the orange in this one.
2: Uh, I'm sticking with your your pick here, Mateus. I'm, All I'm right. going Mr. with the Richardson? Uh They are your Mountain West Conference champion, and the man's balling for him right now. My man, Matty Mitchell, 15.4 points per game and 5.5 rebounds per game. Twenty-three and four against sixteen and nine. You got to go with the Aztecs.
1: All right. Um. Next game up, uh, West Virginia and uh, Morehead State. Uh, the Mountaineers. Um. I love. I love this team. Only issue is defense. Uh, that's my only issue with them. Scoring wise, you know, Miles McBride, Derek Culver, uh, Tyler Sherman, uh, Sean McNeil, Oscar uh, Tibbishrabe, and Emmett Matthews kind of headlined that scoring prowess. Um, defensive wise, you know, nobody's really doing anything in terms of blocking. You know, Derek Culver is averaging close to a block a game. Other than that, nobody else is kind of close to that. Steel wise, Miles McBride around the perimeter averaging closer to a game. Um, Derek Culver averaging close to one and Taz averaging close to one, um, free throw percentage looks pretty good for West Virginia. Um, what I will say is though, is that, you know, when you're playing a team like Moorhead State, you know, who isn't really known for sports and isn't really known for much, to be honest, um, you know, you kind of have to take this game with a grain of salt. Um, just because, you know, we've seen teams kind of get in their own heads in years past and try to play try to play the seed rather than play the team, if that makes sense. Um, So I think as long as West Virginia, you know, plays, you know, good old uh, pass and move basketball like they usually do, and they like to, you know, spring guys open for threes and whatnot, I think they should be able to handle Morehead State. Uh, I do see them making a decent run into the tournament, nothing too deep, but I will be taking the West Virginia Mountaineers. I got the
0: Mountaineers in this one as well. This is not the West Virginia team of bold. This is not Press Virginia with Javon Carter, you know, putting you in hell for 40 minutes. This is a high-powered offense with Deuce McBride, Tash Sherman. Derek Culver's. you're going to look at this guy and you're going to say, that guy's an NBA player. He's got an NBA body, crazy athleticism. I like West Virginia a lot. They've been my sleeper team all year, but they just keep kind of letting me down in big moments. So I don't really know what to do with them, but I've been riding with them since the beginning of the season, so I have them going deep all the way to the Elite Eight in
1: this tournament. Ooh,
2: Liam Nielsen.
1: I'm telling you, yeah, guy, I'm rolling with Bob
2: Huggins us, so and the West Virginia mad. Mountaineers um, to win this one. Okay, what do you got here? Made it to the Big 12 conference championship game, ultimately lost, but they beat Texas, they beat Texas Tech, and they beat Oklahoma State, and probably gave Gonzaga their best shot, only losing to them by five. And yeah, like we've talked Derek Culver averaging close to a double-double, 14.6 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game. So I think it's pretty hard not to go with West Virginia with this one, even though Moorhead State was your Ohio Valley Conference champions. Shout out Ohio, love you!
1: All right, so not a, fo- not a football matchup. Not a football. School. Next, we have the Clemson Tigers and the Rutgers Scar- and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Oh yeah, um, this is very easy for me. I'm going Rutgers. I think. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Clemson is good at all. Um, the fact that they're even a seven seed is extremely generous. Um, Clemson has had some very questionable losses here in the SEC. Um, Rutgers, on the other hand, man, can we can we just talk about? You know, obviously people are going to say you know fifteen and eleven uh, in the Big Ten. You know, you should be a bit better. But off Thank the you. bench, we've Rutgers has got Ron Harper Jr. points. We got Jacob Young, 14.4. We got Gio Baker, 10.1. Montez Mathis, he's missing an A in in his name, but I'll give my guy Montez some love. Miles Johnson, a center averaging damn near a double-double, eight and eight. Uh, Paul McCauley, um, averaging 27 minutes per game, 2.8 assists, uh, almost a steal, and uh, half a block a game. I think Rutgers has the pieces to get it done. You know, traditionally not a basketball school by by any means, but goes back to you know the same. They have the same model as St. Bonaventure. You know, play cohesive basketball, move the ball around, take great shots. Right? Everybody talks about getting a good shot. No, no, no. You want great shots. You don't want you want consistency. And Rutgers all year has proven that they're consistent. A few hiccups, you know, a few hiccups along the way, but it happens with any team. Um, I'm taking Rutgers, man. I think as a 10 seed, they have a lot of poise um, to make a deep run, but unfortunately I do have them only beating Clemson. Um, I got Rutgers here as well.
0: I just think it'd be a great story. They haven't been in the tournament in a long time. Shout out Ron Harper Jr. He kind of makes them go. Clemson's not very good at all. I agree with you. Uh, They've had some really bad losses. They were good. They're supposed to be good coming into the year, but they haven't really showed out. It's kind of weird that they got a seven seed. I would, Personally, probably swap them with Virginia Tech. Uh, Give VTech a 7, Clemson a 10. But I got Rutgers in this one as well.
2: I am rolling with the Scarlet Knights as well. I love how all of you guys touched on. There we go. The same record in the conference, both for sixth, respectively, in the ACC and the Big Ten. So I'm yeah, it could be a coin flip if you want to put Clemson at 10 and Rutgers at 7 the way that the committee put it like this, but I'll be rolling with the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Oh, you don't even there know. There we go,
1: baby. Scarlet Knights.
2: You don't um, even know. The last
1: game, uh 2 and 15. Uh-huh. This is this is CSU baby. This is this is tough um Houston Cleveland State um <laughs> Jay, the the fact that you're even saying that worries me right now because knowing you, you would take Cleveland State just because of the name Cleveland did it. Um I'm going the Houston Cougars. Um Quentin Grimes, Marcus Sazar, Dejan Giroux. um another unreal bench. Um you have and and essentially your entire eight man road, eight nine man rotation scored more than five a game. And that's unbelievable for a team like Houston. Um, you know they got some lasers out there. Um, Quentin Grimes shoots forty percent from three point land. Marcus shoots thirty three percent. Dejan Jones shoots thirty six. Um, uh, Justin Gorham, thirty seven. Cameron Tyson forty two. <laughs> um, Cleveland State is, is going to have a lot in their hands. Um, even even if Houston does not get the three points to fall inside the paint, is well, they'll make their money. I have the Houston Cougars. The Cougars making it to the next round. I got the Cougars uh, here. Um,
0: I don't believe in this team at all. Uh, they threw up a lot of red flags for me. Yeah, wow. I mean, Quentin Grimes is <laughs> a stud, said. transferred from <laughs> Kansas. Uh, he's been playing unbelievable basketball. But, sure, they ripped through the American Conference. But I'm looking around. I only see one other American team in this tournament, and that's Wichita State, and they just got bounced in the play-in. Mm-hmm. They were ducking uh, good teams all year. They did not play a very strong non-conference schedule. The one red flag for me had a team that they were supposed to play. They went on COVID pause. This was back in February. Houston could have scheduled one of these big high major schools. They could have played Gonzaga. They could have played anyone. They could have given themselves a real test. They scheduled a Division three school, Our Lady of the Lake. So if that doesn't scream red flag for you, I don't know what will. I'm excited to pick somebody to beat the Houston Cougars, but I'm not taking Cleveland
2: State. Yeah, as much as I'd love to go All right. with one of my favorite schools in the universe, uh, United States of America, the CSU Vikings. A lot of family that went to CSU. I'll be rolling with the Houston Cougars because, I mean, Cleveland State, your Horizon Conference champions, not a big deal. Thank you very much. Houston's just too good. There are a lot of talented players in this team that like you guys already mentioned. Um, so American champ, American Conference champions. Uh, but if you're looking for them to make a long run in this the, uh, the conference or the the, the the tournament March Madness, they got some bad losses. The, the, I'll, may, I'll be at, There's only three, but they've lost to Wichita State and they lost to Eastern Carolina. So two bad losses on the on the resume, but there's only three of them. So take it with a grain
1: of salt. All right. Um, so clean sweep for all of us. We got Houston. Um, Leo. I know you. I noticed you. Uh, said uh, yes, you sir. Start I stared I mean, from the your, bottom. Your I do round. have
0: Houston over Clemson or Rutgers. I do just think they're a really good offensive team. It's the defense that worries me. I don't think Clemson or Rutgers have enough to take down Houston. I have West Virginia taking down the Syracuse Orange. I talked very highly of West Virginia, and I have them onto the Sweet Sixteen. Oklahoma State and Tennessee. Uh, it's a pretty easy one for me as well. I got OK State. Illinois-Loyola could be a really interesting game. That's sort of an in-state matchup. Uh, you got Cameron Krutwig versus Kofi Coburn. Uh, that'll be a good one. But I got Illinois there. Uh, I just really love their talent. Illinois has been one of my favorite teams to watch all season. I think they have one of the best benches in college basketball. They only really play three guys off the bench, but those guys are all legit. in uh, Corbello and Demonte Williams and Georgie Billy. Uh, they can hang with anyone. I have Illinois taking down Oklahoma State in what I think will be the game of the tournament. I think that could be a really, really good game if it does happen. Kate Cunningham versus Ioto Sumu playing for the National Player of the Year. Uh, and then I got Illinois and West Virginia in the Elite Eight with Illinois taking that one as well.
1: Fair enough. Um, really... And in this part of the bracket, I got Illinois, Georgia Tech, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, uh, San Diego State, and West Virginia and Rutgers and Houston. I'm going Illinois over Georgia Tech, Oklahoma State over Tennessee, West Virginia over San Diego, and Houston over Rutgers. Um, Unfortunately, I know this could come as a surprise to all, but I will be taking Oklahoma State to beat Illinois. I just don't think Illinois has what it takes. Obviously, a very fluky win against Ohio State. Um, and then I do have uh, Houston and Oklahoma State meeting in the Elite Eight. And in that one, I do have Houston beating Oklahoma State. So um, in my final four on the Midwest and South part of the bracket, I have Baylor and Houston. And uh, I know Mr. Liam was talking about a team that could take down... Um, the Cougars, and I think it'll be the Baylor Bears in an in-state Texas rivalry. I think Baylor does this through defense and offense. I think it's a 72-50 spanking. I think defense was championships. I'm a big fan of that saying. and I think Baylor's got got that in their bag, and I got the Baylor Bears heading to the Final Four, and Finally taking down the Kansas Jayhawks, 82-78 right. in the so final. So let's go. I'm Mr. Jay, please off the night and let Over us know second round
2: um, Everyone's touched about him. I thirty-five, Son Almost 35 minutes a game in a 40-minute game. It's pretty ridiculous. And only so many people average 20 points per game in college, and he's one of them at 21 points per game. And Kofi Colburn. Had his, he, he, I have not seen any team contain Kofi Colburn at all this year. So, just throw it to him and just let's. He is the N1 machine. Throw it to him. It's an easy and one every time in the paint, pretty much. And guard Trent Frazier can do it on both ends of the floor as well. I'll be going with the Oklahoma State Cowboys over the Vols and the San Diego State, or no, sorry, the West Virginia Mountaineers over the San Diego State Aztecs, rolling with Bob Huggins and the crew there. And the Houston Cougars to take down Rutgers. And then Houston over West Virginia, Illinois over Oklahoma State, where I totally agree with you guys saying that's probably going to be the game of the tournament. But you just throw it to your big boys down at the center of the paint, easy buckets, high percentage looks will get us to the W there. And I will have the Houston Cougars making it to the final four and defeating the fighting Illinois.
1: All right. Um, gentlemen, it's, it's, it's shaping up to be a great March. Um, I'm, I'm loving the predictions. Uh, Jay, I will send, uh, I'll send my bracket to you. Um, Liam, man, uh, I need, I need, uh, I need a hot take from you here. Um, one game that you think on papers presented to be an absolute, uh, oh, that's a good game, one, but it's going to fail I like in that the one end. A lot.
0: Um, I'm looking at my bracket here. I have Gonzaga and Iowa in the Elite Eight. I think that'll get a lot of hype. Uh, Luca Garza, I mentioned IO and Cade playing for National Player of the Year, but Garza's the one that's going to win it. Uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of hype coming into that game, but I think Gonzaga is just going to trounce Iowa. They basically do the same things, and Gonzaga just does it better. Um, but if we're talking about a game that's going to be really living up to the hype, it's my national championship, Gonzaga and Illinois. That's what the people need to see. They need to see Drew Timmy versus Kofi Coburn, Corey Kispert versus Ayo Jalen Suggs making a name for himself, Gonzaga and Illinois in the national championship, if it happens, will be one of the greatest national championships of all time. book that one right now.
1: Jacob? Same well, I just think like if you were just talking about paper, reputation alone, I be think best, it's, reality, it's an easy one to
2: pick. And I think it's first round: North Carolina, Wisconsin, just because they're really two big name schools. But I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot of points being scored. I think that's gonna be very low scoring, and very low event for what the fans hope that it's gonna be good games, right? Like to the non like diehard college basketball fans like you guys are here, like you're gonna say North Carolina, and you're like, wow, this team is a powerhouse every year, a year in and you're out, right? Michael Jordan, Vince Carter. But it's not the same team this year, right? I think it's Garrison Brooks who averages just over 10 points per game, right? That's their best player. In Wisconsin, um, it's a very well-known school, and I just don't think a lot of people know a whole about Wisconsin basketball, and they're more defensively minded. So I think it's a lot of people aren't going to live up to the hype that an 8-9 matchup usually lives up to, and it's always usually a good game, but it might not be very high scoring. But we're talking about big games here, fellas, and there is no better matchup in college sports, not just in basketball, college sports than ohio state michigan and that is my national championship game and it's the buckeyes against that team up north with ohio state pulling through wow
1: um my game to watch out for um you know that's kind of kind of set the tone like you said i think on paper looks horrible um, or sorry, that looks good, but it's going to be bad. I think it's Wisconsin, North Carolina. I think Wisconsin is just going to beat down Carolina very easily. But my game that is going to shock everybody is Kaylor is Taylor Baylor, Kansas in the final with the Baylor Bears taking down the Kansas Jayhawks 82 78. I think this has the potential to be an absolute doozy. Um, you know, we, we talk about, um, you know, football schools and non football schools and you know, the whole case. We got a football school versus a basketball school, you know, the matchup of the century if we're going dual sports schools. And I think if Baylor, you know, wins this one, I think they can solidify themselves as potentially an okay basketball school if we're being quite honest. Um, You know, final question for you boys here. Um, Any advice, you know, for uh, people, you know, uh, doing a bracket for the first time, you know, Um, you know, over the years, you know, brackets have become more and more popular. Is there any advice you would guys kind of give out uh, to people just kind of doing it for casuals and you know going into their work pools or whatever the case may be? Any advice that you have? Uh, I got some advice for this year. Acquired over the years. Uh, don't pick against
0: Gonzaga, <laughs> twenty-six and zero. No question. It
2: respect the conferences because right? reasons that <laughs> all right, power five right. conference teams so are really in power that. five Mr. conferences is because they play the best of the best. And you might not, it might not show here with seeds because of how the records may be a little bit skewed because they're playing top tier talent every night, every night. Right. So respect the conferences when it comes to picking teams to win.
1: My, my best advice is just kind of just a, you know, do a little bit of research, you know, kind of familiar yourself, you know, um, you know, with the teams, uh, if you're doing one just for fun, you don't really care how you do. I, I think just have as much fun with it as possible. You know, pick a couple websites. You know, it, like it's anything. March can happen. Anything can happen in March. Um, my Something from this one guy, is, um, uh, gamble responsibly. Um, that's that's a big one. We
2: that's uh, a listen. Way to we put
1: promote it. responsive gambling here at the Mateo Show. We promote we promote play fair play. Um, so, gam- so gamble responsibly. You know, don't uh, bet on California. You know, schools. Your limit. Uh, Any school will have any
2: ties to Oakville, Uh, Ontario.
1: There you go. Don't bet on California schools. I learned that one the hard way. That's a school you should always bet on, baby. Um, So, gentlemen, absolute pleasure having you guys on the show. Um, I'm sure we're going to have you guys on come Sweet 16 time and Elite at A time, and then eventually in national championships. You guys will be on here to discuss that. Um, If you guys do not know, Jay Murchison is running his own Little uh, little bracket going on there over at Pure Finesse. <laughs> Um I will link yeah. to that down below. Brackets do lock tomorrow at noon, so get your picks in beforehand. Wake up, have your weedies, do your research. Um, Mister Liam has a big day ahead of him. You know, he's got a he's got a big day. He's got a lot of basketball watching and doing. i I'm, I'm sure he's gonna be uh firing away and uh, enjoying his bracket. Um, gentlemen, thank you guys for having me, uh, for coming on the show. Um, I can't thank you guys spit enough. Spit shine,
2: baby. Um, I want my spit shine.
1: happy bracketing, man. Um, hope everybody does well. Jay, I'm, I'm hoping to kick your ass in your bracket. <laughs> yeah, you're wishing you getting a spit shine. Yeah, yeah, I'll get buddy. on that. I'll um, jump on tonight. I mean, man, I encourage you to join uh, Jay's bracket. Um, You know, I'll, link, uh, I'll I'll send you the link. You know, we can have a little friendly banter, right. three of us, and uh, we'll yeah, see just who, uh, who has the right the bracket. Pure Finesse
2: uh, uh, March um, Madness guys, 2021 giveaway should pleasure. be a dandy. Uh, uh, free guys, entry. Anybody who wants to join in, and it is a one hundred dollar cash prize to whoever gets the best the best bracket. Doesn't need to be perfect, even though mine will be, so that's all right for everybody who's coming in second. But whoever gets the most points in the bracket wins a nice cool hundred bones.
1: No, I don't got
0: anything to plug, but I'll definitely jump Uh, on that. I'll get uh, uh, see you boys when Gonzaga wins the chip, and I'll have my uh, third consecutive national championship winner picked. Going for the streak. It's on the line.
1: Oh, look at that. This guy's going for the streak. Okay, Undertaker. All right. Okay. Take care, fellas. All All right.
0: Take care.